HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. episode of Time for Lunch is brought to you by the wonderfully Michigan Montmorency Tart Cherries. Learn more at ChooseCherries.com. It's time for lunch! Welcome to Time for Lunch. This is a place to learn about eating, cooking, enjoying, and sometimes playing with your food. Each episode, we cover a new subject. I'm Hannah Forden. And I'm Harry Rosenblum. Join us for lunch every week here on Heritage Radio Network. We have a very special guest here for lunch today, and it's up to you to guess who they are and what the theme of today's episode is. What shape are you? I'm usually a square or rectangle, sometimes with a domed top. Are you grown or made? I'm made. Hmm. What's your job? I hold food. What are you made of? Uh, Often made out of metal, but now more likely out of plastic. Okay. And where can I find you? You can usually find me in schools and cafeterias. Can you guess what I am? A A lunchbox! So, Hannah, now that we know what today's theme is, do you have any childhood memories of your own about lunchboxes? Well, when I was in second grade, I got really into the Beatles. So, of course, I had to find a Beatles-themed lunchbox. And for listeners who don't know who the Beatles are, you should look them up. Um, I had a yellow submarine-themed lunchbox, and I really wish that I still had it. How about you, Harry? I loved the Beatles, too, when I was little. When I was in first grade, I got in trouble on the bus one morning on the way to school when an older kid ripped the pom-pom off my hat, and there was a girl on the bus named Tara, and she made fun of me because I'd lost my pom-pom, and I hit her with my Incredible Hulk lunchbox. It was the first time I ever went to the principal, and I was so scared I started crying because I'd heard the principal was really mean. I had to apologize, and I felt really bad that I hit her with my lunchbox. But I love that Incredible Hulk lunchbox. I bet you never hit anyone with it again. Not that I remember, because that first time was really memorable. And now it's time for some jokes. What does a boxer's mom put in his lunch? I don't know. What does a boxer's mom put in his lunch? A knuckle sandwich. Now it's time for our question of the day. The answer to this question is hidden somewhere in this episode. So listen carefully. This week, we want you to tell us 
Who was the first cartoon character featured on a lunchbox? We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. It's still time for lunch after the break. This episode of Time for Lunch is brought to you by the wonderfully Michigan Montmorency Tart Cherries. Did you know that there are more than 1,000 kinds of cherries in the United States? But there's one extra special cherry called the Montmorency that I want to tell you about. They're tart cherries, which means they're a little sweet and a little sour. Michigan produces about 75% of the U.S. tart cherry production. That's the state that looks like a mitten, way up next to Canada. Montmorency tart cherries are grown on family farms and harvested in late July, early August. It's hard to find them fresh. 99% of tart cherries are processed into dried, frozen, canned, and made into juice, so we can enjoy them all year round. Yum! Montmorency tart cherries are one of America's superfruit, which means they're good for you! Not only are tart cherries delicious, but they provide nutrients and antioxidants that young eaters need to keep their minds and bodies healthy. Learn more about the wonderfully Michigan-grown Montmorency tart cherry at choosecherries.com. Welcome back to Time for Lunch. I wanted to know more about lunchboxes and where they started, so I reached out to Alan Woodall Jr., who runs the Lunchbox Museum in Columbus, Georgia. Can you tell me about the museum? How many lunchboxes do you have? In the museum, there are over 2,000 pieces, and that includes lunchboxes, thermoses, the old TV trays, 40 little 45 record players, waste baskets, early, early, some of the very earliest lunchboxes and containers that we could find anywhere in the United States. Wow, that's a lot of lunchboxes. I only have one. Originally, lunchboxes were used to market cartoon characters, radio shows, TV shows, and movies. And almost anything that was on television, the old sitcoms, Six Million Dollar Man, the Beverly Hillbillies, uh, you name it, uh, all of those characters were put on lunchboxes to take that TV show to school with the kids. This is a real trip down memory lane for me, and I'm sure for a lot of the other parents out there, too. One huge time capsule, and there are many memories that go back to the people that find the lunchbox that they might have carried back in school. All these superheroes and all these characters of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s are here in the museum. When did you start collecting lunchboxes? I actually started collecting lunchboxes around 1985, and I've been a true collector just all my life. I'm 85 years old. Do you carry your lunch in a lunchbox today? Do you bring your lunch to work? How about a brown paper bag? What's the rarest lunchbox in the collection? We have some of the rarest of, of all the lunchboxes in America in the United States. One would be the 1935 uh, Disney lunchbox with Mickey Mouse. That was the first lunchbox with a character on it, wasn't it? Exactly. Thanks, Alan, for all the great info on the Lunchbox Museum in Columbus, Georgia. We'll be sure to come visit the next time we're down that way. Hearing about the museum made me eager to learn more about the history of taking your lunch with you. 
The first patents for lunchboxes started to appear in the 1860s, and in Wisconsin in the late 19th century, in rural schools, kids carried mason jars of food to school, and then the teacher would reheat the food when it was lunchtime. Similar customs exist in other countries. In Japan, they call it bento. In Korea, it's doshirak. And in India, it's called a tiffin. I love to pack a tiffin for lunch. It's like a lunchbox that has multiple levels. So I usually pack leftovers like spaghetti and meatballs into the bottom layer, and then some kind of salad on top, and then fruits and snacks in the very top layer. Hannah, what do you like to pack for lunch? I usually bring leftovers. I'll cook a big pot of something and then eat it for lunch for a few days after that. That way I can sleep late in the morning. Now it's time for a dance break. And now we have a story from my friend Matt Levy about bringing things that aren't edible to school in a lunchbox. I did, in fact, have key man style lunchbox. I used to stuff it along with lunch. Uh, my collections of stuffs. Uh, as a kid, I was a prodigious bubblegum chewer, uh, specifically bubble yum, bubble tape, bubblegum, which would come in these spectacularly brightly colored round plastic disc shaped boxes. You peel out all the bubble tape and you chew it and then you get rid of it. But you still have these boxes and they're really cute. And they made a really delightful sound when you flick them with your finger. I would stuff it full of stuff like googly eyes and stickers and miniature watch gears that I would find. And I'd shake them and they make a very pleasing auditory rattling sound. And I put them in my lunchbox and take them to school and show them, the, show them off to my friends. Thanks for sharing that story with us, Matt. Up next, we have a tasty lunchtime recipe for you. Hello, I'm Moxie Ann. Today we're going to make egg salad. I like to use hard-boiled because if you use raw, it's a fail and you just get a scrambled eggs. So, um, and you want to peel them because if you don't, that's also a fail. You slice it into small pieces and an egg slicer is a good tool for this. Then I'm going to add some mayonnaise once I have everything in the bowl. I'm going to squeeze some of this mayonnaise in. And then you're going to take a fork and you're just going to mash it, you know, get the mayonnaise on everything. And then you mix it. And I like to add pepper, so I'm going to go ahead and add some pepper. Pepper is good in this, but make sure to mix it in because if you don't, then yeah. Enjoy. You can put it on bread. Or just eat it like this and dip it with bread or something. Enjoy. At the beginning of the episode, we asked... Who was the first cartoon character featured on a lunchbox? And the answer is... A Disney lunchbox with Mickey Mouse. Thanks for listening to Time for Lunch. We'll be back next week with more tasty stories. Thanks to Moxie and Frank for sharing their voices on the show today. The show is written, produced edited and hosted by Harry Rosenblum and Hannah Forden, with engineering for this episode by Jess Kreinchich. Time for Lunch is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Time for Lunch is powered by Simplecast. 
And please stay in touch, whether you have a joke you'd like to share or a recipe, or if you just want to tell us what you had for lunch. We love to hear from you. Send us anything you can think of that you think we might like. It's super easy to record yourself using the Voice Memo app on an iPhone. Ask a grown-up to help you email us at timeforlunchpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to include your name, age, and your address so we can send you something in return.